from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. You know, when one person in a group of friends or in a family decides to change their diet in any way, and now we're talking about plant-based because that's what I specialize in, then they are kind of a buzzkill, let's be real, for everybody (laughs) else. But make this easy for everybody. That's what we did. And I really think that's why we got 15 restaurants who were like, yeah, shoot, we'll do it. I'm Sarah Fenske. The St. Louis area's first-ever plant-based restaurant week kicks off May 1st. Fifteen restaurants are participating. That's well over what founder Karen Dugan anticipated when she first dreamed up this event. And she joins us now with more. Karen Dugan, welcome. Oh, Sarah, thanks so much for having us on today or having really this whole movement on. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, so tell us, how did this idea for this plant-based restaurant week, uh, how did this come about? Well, there's a couple of things at play. Um, Number one, really, you know, I can remember back in 2008, way back in 2008, (laughs) when I adopted a plant-based diet, although we said vegan in in 2008. No one was saying plant-based back then. And, you know, it was tough to go out to eat. Um, My husband and I, um, we go out often, and it it was difficult. You know, I was always calling restaurants and saying, oh, my gosh, you have a vegan menu. And I kind of felt like I was just you know, really kind of an annoyance more than anything else. And then time went on and I learned how to navigate menus and started STL Veg Girl and then opened up the Center for Plant-Based Living here in Kirkwood and people come into the shop. We just call this place the shop. Mm-hmm. They come in all the time and they're like, oh God, I don't know where to go out to eat. Are there any vegan restaurants around? And then, I, you know, I'm always coaching people and helping them navigate menus and say, look for this, ask for that, you know. Yeah, Karen, I, I got to break in here. This is now the second time you've referred to navigating menus. Is this basically trying to find the, the closest to a plant-based menu item and then ask for some modifications? That's it. Yeah, either putting appetizers or sides together or looking for the elusive plant-based vegan menu item on there. That sounds kind of exhausting. Like you can't just show up and and pick what you want to eat. Sarah, shouldn't going out with friends and family be a treat, something you look forward to, not something you should become anxious about? Yeah. And that's really, truly the impetus to this whole thing was... You know, when one person in a group of friends or in a family decides to change their diet in any way, and now we're talking about plant-based because that's what I specialize in, when they decide to do that, then they are kind of a buzzkill, let's be real, for everybody <laughs> else. You know, because it's like, well, what is Susie the vegan going to do? What is she going to eat when we go out tonight, you know? Uh-huh. Susie the vegan's like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. And everybody else around is like, what's she going to do? And everyone's like, oh. So I thought, you know what, that's silly. That's that's so silly. Let's get everybody around the same table at our quote-unquote regular restaurants. So we're not the the event is not highlighting plant-based or vegan restaurants, which everyone knows I love, but rather asking our regular traditional restaurants to add two to three plant-based vegan menu items on their menu to feature them for just a week. 
and let's get everybody kind of back to normal and having a good time together around the same table. Well, look, I mean, it sounds great from the diner's perspective. And yeah, we've all been in kind of that mixed group of friends. You want to find something that works for everybody. How great to know that for this one week, at least, there's there's two to three good options for the, the vegan friends. But this sounds like a big ask for the restaurants. You're saying dream up a couple of these dishes. And yeah, you can't put, you know, you can't put butter in it. You can't put cheese on it. Were they <laughs> resistant when you made this request? quest. Okay, you know, I'm not putting a gun to anyone's head, all right? Like, you know, you don't have to do this, right? You know? So it was really just, you know, I just put it out there, and then I started approaching my, I have several friends who own restaurants, so, you know, I might have, like, you know, said, you know, do this, or in the beginning, no, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> You don't, people don't have to do it. Okay, so, but what I, and I understand the state of the hospitality industry right now. It's really tough, labor shortages, supply chain, which of course, you know, is not only the hospitality industry, but really the world at large. But let's get back to this. So I understand that it's a very trying time for restaurants. So I did not want to make this too big of a deal. What I said to executive chefs, chefs, restaurant owners, hey, listen, if you already have something, plant-based on your menu and you just don't feature it, feature it. I don't care. It doesn't have to be brand new. And also, maybe you have something that's close to that. Like maybe you have a vegan burger, but you put cheese on it. Hey, swap out the cheese, put on your house hummus. Done. Yeah. Really? Like, I don't want anyone, like Sarah, I really don't want anyone to go out and buy crazy vegan, I'm just, you know, again, air quotes, crazy vegan ingredients that they have to learn how to use. And then after the week, they won't ever use again. Like nobody has that kind of time or money. I totally get it. So, but I did say, hey, listen, this is also an opportunity to play around if you so choose. But, but make this easy for everybody. That's what we did. And I really think that's why we got 15 restaurants who were like, yeah, shoot, we'll do it. I was going to say, that's a that's a great number. And what makes this even more interesting is these are all basically in Webster, Groves, and Kirkwood. So, you know, you sort of sought out in a, in a geographic uh, quadrant of the city and found a lot of people who were on board. Were there also a lot that turned you down or people were like, yeah, we're going to try to make this work? So there was... I think I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, there were three places that I did scout out. Um, and I mean, I, I approached everyone, but it, there was three that just, just, I think they were just too busy. Yeah. You know, you know these are places that do have, actually one of them already has plant-based options on their menu and could have, from my perspective, easily just featured it. But listen, again, times are tough and they're crazy and if you can't do it then that's all right you know we'll get you next year and i will say i do i do want to say something i've been getting a a little bit of feedback if you will um (laughs) from people who are saying oh why is it only kirkwood and webster the answer is because i am one person trying to run another business the center for plant-based living and i took on this project this event to start it to kick it off and there was just no way for me to wrangle the entire city by myself this first year. Yeah. So I was, I did consult with another company who does a very big, just plain restaurant week. And they said, do two things. First, find civic support, which is what I did right away. And number two, keep the borders really tight so that if anything goes awry, which it will, then you can get to them easily, figure it out unruffle the feathers 
and move on. And then you've learned for the following year. Yeah, and that, that totally plan. makes sense. And, and honestly, there's been so much buzz around this. I know we haven't yet had this week, but if things go as well as the buzz seems to suggest, it seems like you're going to get a lot of restaurants maybe even reaching out to you next year. Yeah, and I, I actually did have a number of restaurants outside of Kirkwood and Webster who who were interested. And I said, well, then we'll see in 52 weeks. <laughs> there you go. So this could be the first annual is, is really the thinking here. That's that's the plan. Yeah. So, Karen, this is super exciting. And if people want to participate in this, uh, they just have to go to cpbl-stl.com slash restaurant dash week. We have that on our website, stlonair.show. Full details of the participating restaurants. All you have to do is just go there. Uh, you know, the carnivores can eat what they want to eat. Uh, the plant-based eaters can order the special plant-based item. Seems super simple. Bigger picture, though, you mentioned you became a vegan in 2008. This is before it was super trendy. What led you to this lifestyle? Uh, Well, my dad passed away in 2008. And just 10 weeks later, I was also, he passed away with cancer. And um, Mm -hmm. 10 weeks later, I was diagnosed with cancer. So that was the one-two punch that I really needed to um, take hold of my health. Now, of course, I thought that I was healthy because I didn't have any symptoms. I had malignant melanoma. Um, And... um, so I, you know, but I didn't know it, right? Yeah. It was just a, a check that you know one of my doctors found and was like, oh, you know, we should probably take a look at that. And um, so, I mean, I thought that I was healthy. Well, we all know now, or most people know, I should say, health does not mean the absence of symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I had to take a look at um, what my immune system was doing and what health really meant. And I did a deep dive, and over years, to, to got a lot of education. Um, and uh, adopted a plant-based diet or a vegan diet, whatever. You know, I like to say, I like to say plant-based because plant-based really indicates a healthy vegan diet. Mm-hmm. So, if I if I may, just for a second, offer a definition. So, vegan, and I mean just the diet. We're not talking about the lifestyle. A vegan diet is is does not have any animal products. Mm-hmm. And a plant-based diet also does not have any animal products but it's not highly processed. So where a vegan diet, so like Oreos are vegan, Skittles are vegan, potato chips are vegan, but they're not going to help you reverse your type 2 diabetes, reverse your heart disease, reverse all these many chronic illnesses that so many people are suffering from. And also it has been shown to shrink many types of tumors. So I'm on a plant-based diet, which is vegan by default, but I really focus on the whole foods, the nutrient-dense foods. And, and how has this changed your life? Do you feel like you're much healthier than you were back before you received um, this diagnosis? As you said, at the time, you felt healthy. Well, yeah, right. So that's the thing. Like, I, people ask me all the time, and they, you know, they kind of get disappointed when, they, when I say, no, I didn't notice any difference. I'm a complete spaz, if you know me. And I, I didn't, I didn't need any more energy. I mean, I, good outlook on life, happy go lucky person, totally fine, always worked out all that stuff. But I will tell you, and this, this actually came up, somebody asked me how three or four years ago. And I thought, wait a minute, every year, every January, February, I would get so sick, Sarah, like, mm-hmm. I mean, so just so like in bed, not going to work, not going to school, anything for an entire week. I mean, I was checked out. And I just got used to 
having that illness, whether it was the flu or a really awful cold or what, I would get it every year. Ever since 2000, well, 2009, because I adopted the, the diet late in 08, ever since 2009, I have not had that. And I didn't even really realize that until about mm, three, four, five years ago. So I don't think it's coincidence. Um, you know, but, but aside from that, I have people come into the shop all the time who've adopted a plant-based diet, and you won't believe what, how it has affected their health in a good way. Hmm. I have a gentleman who's been coming into the shop for the last two years. He's a dentist. He's lost 120 pounds. He's no longer a type 2 diabetic, and he had been for 20 years. He was on a fistful full of pills every day, gone, and his PSA levels were initially elevated. Now they are at 0.0. Wow. So those are some huge changes. You see that with your clients. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, so there's a good advertisement right there for considering a plant-based <laughs> lifestyle. Karen, if people aren't ready to quite go all the way yet, but they might want to try one of these plant-based dishes at the first St. Louis Plant-Based Restaurant Week, which one are you most excited about eating next week? Oh, my gosh. Do not do that. All of my restaurants are so wonderful. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I will tell you, so Robust Wine Bar has a four-course meal, and, I mean, they went all out. Um, Sunset 44, our fine dining option, um, has a lasagna that is so amazing. Um, Crushed Red, the the salad place, which you would think, hey, that's an easy one. Well, they have created a brand-new pizza and a brand-new salad. Um, I mean, I'll tell you, like, everybody has just really been awesome about this um oh balkan street i mean and balkan treat box um they they have some new ones and they're actually collaborating with bombay food junkies on the third and the fourth of next week so you get a two for one there it's there's some really great things happening and i'm just i'm just tickled to death that, that people are just really excited about this almost as much as i am <laughs> <laughs> well karen dugan that is indeed great to hear and we wish you the best of luck with what it sounds like could end up being an annual st louis restaurant event and thank you for joining us today you betcha thanks for having me on this episode was produced by jane mather glass with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.